Welcome back, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we're going to talk about change and change in terms of a 20-year existence for something or some activity that you've been doing. And this was triggered by a domain renewal that I got just recently that reminded me that one of my websites, my that was for a long time my main earning website, talkinginpublic.com, shameless plug, uh, is actually, I've actually owned it for 20 years. So 20 years this year that that domain name has been in my name. And when I looked at it, I thought when we first had the domain name and we had to set up the website and, and actually just setting up the website at that point in 2002 and deciding what would go on the website, how it would look, those days it was still very much websites were hard-coded and so you had to learn a certain amount of code or you could buy and I think that's what we did in the early days we had a, a subscription service to something that provided the coding in the background and we just filled in the you know what you see is what you get sort of look and it then I thought about how the website has changed over that time to a point now where I can just, I can do it on my phone, in fact, not mm. necessarily on the computer and change the website, but also how that product offering has changed. So what I started out doing was speech templates. So if someone was going to make a speech, they could download, pay for and download a template and write the speech themselves. For the next emanation or development world change was that you offered a free guide. So they could download something that gave them some tips about talking in public about making speeches about doing presentations and that then led to actual courses that they could do online and over the years developed and changed and both the product offering the way it was offered um, how often it was offered and the types of products changed small changes but changes that were led by what was happening in the industry or around me and to the point where I started to specialise because there were so many more people out there selling public speaking activities. There was so much you could get free. You know, how was I going to charge for something that people could look up on YouTube and get 100 videos of showing them how to make a three-minute speech? So looking at specialising and all of that, that change that has happened over 20 years that were slow changes but are irrevocable changes. I wouldn't and I couldn't and there'd be no point in going back to what I offered in 2002. So I'm interested to, to discuss today what other changes we have seen work-wise and otherwise in a 20-year period that perhaps if you had a five or a 10-year plan, you might have planned for this thing to happen, that thing to happen, and there's just no way that it could happen or you've gone beyond what those plans were. So two areas of discussion. Are the long-term plans worthwhile mm-hmm. and what other changes have we seen or have we lived through in a, in a corporate sense in 20 years that were small little changes that when we think about what we do now to what we did 20 years ago, we think, well, we'd never go back to doing it that way. And I think having long-term plans are still a good thing to have as long That's as... because you, you like goals. <laughs> no, you like goals. And <laughs> as long as we know that they cannot be just blindly set and followed, I think you can have more... It's probably rather than a plan, more the vision. 
more division. And, yeah. and we heard this word way, way, way overused in the last 12 months or so, or last couple of years, agility. And I think it's an organization where we'll continue to see what's changing around us and how to adapt to not adapt and follow the crowd, but adapt to our vision and make our vision even more dynamic. So for example, if you said in 20 years time, my vision is to have something being double my income or the number of staff or the products, I, the new products I bring to market, then you look and then all of a sudden you have unlimited amount of new technology that will really allow you to do even double that mm. or do half that but much more sophisticated and charge yeah. a different premium so you'll be crazy to just stick to a plan because you're one of those people that says I had the vision I had the plan I'm going to follow it so would you have maybe answer your question maybe not so much said the plan but more the vision what you're mm. trying to do and how you would continually educate yourself as the CEO of the company, as the whole team, is what are we looking for? What's changed around us that makes it so good for us now to think of new products, new services? What's the in gaps in the market now? There's gaps in the market now that you could not predict them 20 years ago. Yeah. So that's the point, yeah. yeah. I think, too, the, the interesting thing about that you said in that was about the vision is that we seem to be conditioned to put down these visions as achieving more, so bigger goals, bigger expectations. And perhaps what we should be looking at is refining what we're doing now into very clear and very precise areas rather than just say I'm going to double my salary or I'm going to have this many clients or or the organization is going to be this big is to refocus that vision into something that is highly specialized that provides the service that people are wanting or the product that people are wanting uh, in in the best way that is is a dynamic way in terms of looking at responsiveness to customer and client requirements or organizational requirements so it's interesting that when we think about visions and goals we think big and perhaps we should be thinking smaller more focused yeah more talent for more talent for the needs for now for example if you're in the property industry construction industry how would you would you build your house now for the clients needs now I'm going to work from home I'm going to my business could be mm. run from home mm. private business or just working in a corporate world but from home how would you design that house that yeah. would give a new ideas of how you decide um, design it to allow for that need and in five years time the need will change again and then you think about more designs that's suitable for different groups of clients rather than all one the same then if we use that as the example, not only does that change your organisation's focus and vision, but all of your suppliers. So, you know, if you decide that you're going to build houses now that cater for people working from home, then the the technology and the construction and the the location all come into being the the services that come into that area uh, all become part of the the overall package that you can possibly offer and so you've got to look at what are the emerging technologies that might affect how we build a, a property how we 
yeah. which direction we face it, you know, whether we allow for underground cables or Wi-Fi mm-hmm. or uh, balloon technology, whatever else it is, that your vision is, is influenced by the industry vision. So then you have to start thinking about the industry and about other industries. And we've had lots of lots of clients. Uh, we've had lots of guests who've yeah. talked about learning from other industries. And I yes. think that we, when we're doing our visions, even if we use a reflection time, so we look back at the last five years, ten years. Five years has probably been too volatile a time in terms of industry to to use that as a, a vision for going forward. But when you're looking at setting visions, mm-hmm. that you look back, that you do that review of what has changed for us and what are the changes that we haven't necessarily noticed that yeah. have happened to the way we do things now that we didn't think about when we started out 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it is. And, and I think to engage our people in it whether it doesn't matter what business you're in so now we saying you can do contribute from anywhere in the world right so Mm. um, an example I had the other day some people were working job in Sydney but they in other parts of Asia and they had an outdoor activity in the Sydney office which was very unique because it hasn't happened for such a long time And there's only about three people in a particular Asian country that working there. So they said to the staff, well, what do you want to do? And says, we want to be outdoor with you. And so, well, you know, can't fly you here, COVID, blah, blah, blah. So the three of them came up with the idea is they take their iPads and they go to the park, just like the Sydney people, and they will buy the same food or similar. So they outdoor, still eating in the sun and watching. It was live. So yes, it did cost in the live feed, but it was a fraction of the cost of flying. So yeah. ask your people, they'll come up with it. The ability for us to embrace technology to work around situations that we yes. couldn't have foreseen five right. years ago is where we are really moving ourselves forward. And it's in this phase now, you know, we've had two years of on again, off again, lockdown. And now we're starting to see a return to making choices about doing things and making, and and where before we would have been in this routine of, oh, well, it's the AGM. So we've got to do this. We've got to do this. We've got to do this. And if I look at it in terms of the, the, the floral art world shows, which happen every three years. So we haven't had one since the beginning of 2020, uh, there should have been one next year, which was cancelled because there was just the lead time for organising these things is just yeah. far too long for them to have left it to this year to to try and organise. So the next one will be a much smaller version at the end of January in 2024. So not the, the big yeah. show, but then there'll be another one in 2027. So it will be seven years in between the last one and the next one. So what sort of changes can we embrace in terms of how we run that event that they would never have considered? You know, in, in the previous 40 years of running it, never have considered because it, it, they just didn't see a need to change. Now that change has been thrust upon them and we have adjusted to different ways of engaging and being a part of, a, of that worldwide community, we have the opportunity to do the 2027 event very differently to the way it's ever been done before but then you come across the element that will say but we want it to be the same we want to go back you know we we don't 
we don't like change. Yes. We don't want it to change. And we've had enough change. We want to go yeah. back. You know, going back is changing from what yeah. you're doing now. So <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't see the logic in it. We have heard from, from others it's about embracing change. It's mm-hmm. about recognising, yes, that it is change, but what can we do to make it work for us rather than, oh, it's change full stop. I'm not yeah. going to do anything. So change is going to happen, whether it happens slowly or or fast or is, is thrust upon you or is something you choose to do, it's yeah. going to happen. So so let's just put that to one side and let's just say, how can we work in the current environment to, to have the best outcome possible? And we, we also heard about, yes, you, you know you're the sort of person that's going to initially react negatively to change. So you already know yourself. You know you're going to get stressed. So prepare for that. And that would be good. The other one is to celebrate the positive aspect of it. You know, as all the things you said, to make it work for you, there are some positives, but you don't see them at the beginning. You'll get stressed out, manage that and realize that, you know, from the past experience, there were some good things come out of change. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that's our spin on change and looking at a a 20-year review. I do encourage you to look back as well as to look forward when you're thinking about change and thinking about your visions. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Pugliana Osborne. This is Inside Exec.